Coming up on this episode of Open for Business, a feel-good story about giving back. How Apple may jumpstart American manufacturing. Hyperbole on LinkedIn? Never. And tips to help your online content go viral. All that and more coming up on episode 59 of Open for Business. This is the Hartford Online Radio Network. 21st Century Audio. Delivered. OnTheHorn.com. Bandwidth for On The Horn is provided by Amazon S3 servers. Amazon S3 is storage over the internet. Retrieve any amount of data at any time from anywhere on the web. Highly scalable, reliable, secure, fast, and inexpensive. All from a name you trust, Amazon. For more information about Amazon S3 storage, visit aws.amazon.com. Hello, my name is Brian Parker, and I'm joined by Zen Master Tommy Russo of LNR Productions. A man, a myth, a legend... A great voice. Thank you, Brian. Wow, wow, wow. What a read of that tease, I tell you. I love you, man. Oh, I love I you, I love you, man. I know you're busting, but I still love you. <laughs> Ken Cook is also here, acclaimed author, speaker, Fortune 500 consultant, and contributor to Inc. Magazine, now running. Peer-to-peeradvisors.com. How are things in peer-to-peeradvisors.com world? They are well, Mr. Churchill. Thank you. My Mr. Churchill? <laughs> you sure sounded like Winston, then. Did I really? Yeah. I didn't never the man, the myth, the legend. What did he say? He didn't say the fear. Oh, we have the fear of spirit itself, right? That was our guy. That was our guy. That was Frank. What did he say? Another bottle of bourbon and four more cigars, and we will win this war. Now he said, "In the morning, madam, you will still be ugly." (laughs) (laughs) How you doing? (laughs) Well, it's good to have you all here. We are uh, Open for Business, the podcast that explores all things business and pokes fun at politicians, apparently. Uh, entrepreneurship, <laughs> Dead technology. Dead politicians. They, they, they manage that all <laughs> on their own. They don't need any help from us. <laughs> Very important. Dead politicians only. <laughs> when the power is gone, that's when we'll tease. Uh, no, we focus on entrepreneurship, technology, marketing, customer service, making a few bucks for yourself. Let's get over to the hot potato. Uh, a story that can warm the heart. Tommy, do you want to take this one? No, I want Ken, no, too. No, Ken, let's take this one. All a right. story that warms the heart about a grocer. In the state of Connecticut, the name of Joe Lucan is not well known. No, but if you Joe go Lucan. to rural Minnesota and rural North Dakota, he is very well known. He's very well known. Joe, 70 years old, retiring Minnesota grocery store owner, is giving roughly 400 employees a very Merry Christmas. His three grocery stores and an ESOP plan. Employee Stock Ownership Plan is what that ESOP stands for. Thank you, sir. And he's doing it because the business is what it is because of the employees. He's had offers from the big chains, didn't want to do it. And the employees are able to buy the stores at no money down. And they are getting shares based on their tenure and how long they've been with the company. And the Lucan family will be paid back probably somewhere in about a three to five year period. And 400 people are now entrepreneurs. It's kind of cool. So you got to imagine this guy has made quite a bit for himself and, and has done the calculation. Okay, yeah. If this falls flat and like nothing happens, I'm, I'm still, still okay. good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's really. I mean, he's been in it 46 years. Yeah. So. That falls into the category of, you know, how much lobster bisque do you really want to eat in your life? Mm-hmm. You know, how much steak tartare can one man have? And if he doesn't really care and whatever, he's all set. 
does the article explore the management team that has been in place will remain in place and things will carry on as is? Not explicitly. It says that the employees are responsible for any of the success I had. They deserve some of the benefits. And well, it, uh, it does say that the, um, the, the amount of shares given is going to be based on you know salaries and, yeah. and that sort of thing. So you have to imagine that the guys, the higher up, are going to, they're going to know. As I suggested um, before the show started, that it'll be interesting to follow this baby yeah. a year out, five years out, and see how yeah. they're doing. You yeah. know, if it's still, yeah. you know, uh, joy in Mudville or yep. if there's mud in Mudville. And, and direct answer to your question, uh, Brent Sicard started in a janitor's job at Lukens in 1998, worked his way to the top management position, and he's going to take over as president and CEO. Oh, there you go. Boy, wow. Janitor cool. Talk about an Only CEO. in America moment, huh? Yeah. How great is that? Yeah, Speaking of good. Only that's in America, uh, Apple's Apple coming home. Could be coming home, do some manufacturing here yeah, baby. in the United States. Now, did you see the interview Tim Cook did with Brian Williams? I did. What did you think of it, Tommy? I liked it. I thought that uh, I thought that both were engaging. You know, Williams seems to have gotten... Uh, less with the spoon up the you know what in his interviewing <laughs> style. I mean, well, he just always seems. That's seemed, an image for you. <laughs> he always seemed very stiff to me early on, but he just seems to have gotten more relaxed in his approach. So I thought that he asked very good questions and he did it in a very um, friendly yet assertive way. Your thoughts, Brian? Uh, I liked it. What I was fascinated by is. Steve Jobs was interviewed before he left, before he left this world, this plane of existence. And he said to President Obama, uh, manufacturing is not coming back to the United States. You got to ease up on the regulations. You cannot be done here. Can't be done here. It would cost an extra $67 per phone for me to come back here and make the same kind of money. So this is, it, it's nonsense for me. I'm not going to do it. Tim Cook, very different guy saying, yeah, maybe we can just increase the price a little bit. Maybe eh, pass mm -mm. this on to the consumer. Not the deal, though. Well, the deal could be that. It won't be. Why? They're, they come up with new... new it's a different kind of manufacturing. It's largely driven by robotics. They're going to open up a Mac line and produce Macs here, but it's going to be like, uh, what did they say, five, six hundred employees? A few hundred jobs. But that, but there was a second story that just came out. Uh, Detroit, Daimler Benz, investing a hundred million dollars into a basically idle manufacturing plant that used to be in the auto industry. They're going to produce Mercedes trucks, and the reason they're putting a hundred million dollars into this is because. They've reasoned that they no longer can have their innovation and design separate from their manufacturing facility. They need them under the same roof. Huh. That, oh, that always makes sense to me. Yeah. Just so you, for the synergy of it. Do you think that this is an olive slash apple branch by Tim Cook to appease the desire from the American population to have mm. manufacturing come home? I bet you or, that's a piece of it. Yeah. Okay. I think there's a PR angle. I'm with Here's you. what I don't understand. And you hit it actually on the head, the robotics thing. It still is hard for me to believe that there's not like nothing but robots in China doing these things. Like it's hard for me to believe that like automating screwing plates into phones by hand by people 
is cheaper than just setting up a robot. The cost lines are going to cross soon. Yeah. It's cheaper with the people in China now. You yeah. can't do it in the States. You can't do it in any advanced third world country. Not that China is a backward country, but they have such an abundance of cheap labor. Yeah. And once that labor cost, which is now rising, continues to rise, China is not going to be the place. You're going to go to India. Does this new manufacturing facility in America to make Apple products, does it come with the nets outside the building to catch the people that want to jump off and commit suicide? Foxconn 2? No, I don't think so. What's the name of the actual place? It's called Foxconn. Foxconn. No, 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 the, 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 the city that it's in. It's Shen, Shenzhen? Shenzhen or something like that? Something like that. It's near I Shanghai. Thought it was, yeah, but I thought it was like, like the original capital of China or something like that. I, I can't remember. remember. I was talking to someone from somewhere that was in Peking Peking whatever it is yeah. no no I don't think so that's not it. Um, it but it is interesting that they don't have that what else is also interesting is the manufacturing of this kind of stuff which we don't realize like no one can weld tungsten like people in Russia can for some reason like you would really? think that this would just be like especially for America we would have figured that out no we can't figure it out Really? So anything that you need to weld tungsten goes, goes to Russia. Goes to Russia. I'll be uh, There's some like form filling stuff uh, that uh, uh, Korea is really good at, mm -hmm. which is why really some of the Korean cars are uh, are catching on quite well because their cost is way down and they look just as luxurious as everywhere else. You know, number one in the world. So it's fascinating to me that there still is there's still a potential of brain drain from all these you know other countries that we can kind of grab onto we used to think that well if it was in america if the technology exists it exists here or we can figure it out not so much no not yeah, so much it's a very flat world which and, is interesting i think yeah. thank you tom but Freeman. i mean boeing's gonna increase production in the u.s next year by about 25 percent as well so i mean the big boys are figuring out that supply chain issues shipping costs rising labor costs in china Demand for much more technical work here, or actually demand for much more technical work, period, makes the U.S. labor force much more attractive. So what you're saying is we have to have some creative organizational effectiveness to motivate extensive experience and track records to innovate responsible analytical problem solving? I think he used seven out of eight. I used ten, baby. Good for you. <laughs> right down the list. Our last hot potato is the ten most overused buzzwords in LinkedIn, which I think is just fantastic that you can do. Cheers what we really Brian. need is some problem-solving analytics to responsibly innovate the track record for extensive experience and motivate that effective organizational creativity. Uh, that It was incredibly... I, I can't do it. <laughs> I'm sorry. See, you, you just got you you to throw flow. it out Man. But but I agree that uh, on LinkedIn, which I have really become a, a big fan of all of a sudden. Mm. And these guys, you know, I always bother them about, look, you got to be on LinkedIn. Or you got to be on uh, Twitter. You got to be on Facebook. You got to be out there. You, gotta, you know. And I was the one that was not on LinkedIn. I have forged some really interesting relationships glad to hear it on linkedin and you know how it is it's not it's by getting into groups yes uh that's the only way to do it i've that i've found so far there's a lot of linkedin that's just sort of mysterious to me like when someone sends me a message i don't know what to click on to view the message because every time i click on something it brings me to their profile and i'm like really i don't get it what am i supposed so there's a lot of linkedin 
uh, that I don't understand. I think the apps for LinkedIn for the mobile and the iPad are terrible. I'm not going to disagree with that. Yeah, I don't like it either. I don't like it either. Um, but uh, what I do, Facebook, on the other hand, it yeah. mirrors my Facebook on my PC. So I love, I like the mobile app on Facebook because it's like being on my PC. The exactly. mobile app on Facebook. Yeah, no, it's it's good. It's sort of in sections, and I like how they're doing like the slide one way or slide the other way. You know, you have like a main screen, and then you have kind of like details to the left, details to the right. Yep. It's kind of like a Jimmy Buffett song. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a joke. Okay, no <laughs> tough crowd tonight. But um, but um, yeah, no. I have certainly noticed these guys who uh, get into groups and they just content dump. Yeah. Hey, read my article on blah, and I'm like, I don't really care. Yeah. The best way I have found to interact is ask a question or say, Hey, I was thinking about solving this problem this way. What's what's your guys' experience? Um, and I do. I I get rid of the uh. The buzz phrases. I get very leery of those. Even in real life, yeah. I get rid of those. Now, there are three other buzz phrases that I get rid of. All right. Let me see. If, let me take your temperature on these. The big one, strategic alliance. Have you heard this one too much? Not too much. Not too much? All right. Good, good, good for strategic. Might, might you know, come around a few more weeks now. Uh, synergy. Hate that. Oh, that's a big one. Hate that. And then the other one, tactical. Tactical. Like that has its place. Like we're Navy SEALs and we're being tactical. Shut up. Tactical. <laughs> I mean, tactical has its place is the right word. Yeah, but I, I don't want to see it. Uh, what is your tactical approach to social media? Hmm. All right. Now you're going to have to explain to me why tactical is going to be different than efficient. Well, or unique. Or what are you going to do? <laughs> but, but you know, I mean, they, they Tell use me what these you're words. Do. They don't really mean tactical. They just mean uh, plug-in adjective. Yeah, it's t- really what they mean. Tactical is um, basically what Useful. steps are you going to take? What yeah. are you going to do specifically? So the one, my pet peeve, utilize. What happened to use? I don't it's know. a very fine word. It's three letters. It's succinct. It's clear. We're going to use the following tools. Why does everybody say utilize? To utilize. I don't really, I don't, you may see this more than me just because of your business. I don't see it that much, but that would be interesting to know why. It could just be because it's a, you know, it's a 50 cent word. Yeah. So. I think there's a fair amount of. You feel smarter. Right. Exactly. I think that that's what happens a fair amount of the time. I think the other thing when you use the buzzwords like these on LinkedIn, it's a sign of laziness. Yeah. I really do. I think people are going to the comfort zones of what they think the audience wants to hear as opposed to taking the time to really understand what they want and giving it in a clear, concise way. So I, I think buzzwords are too comfortable as an out for too many We should people. go through, uh, I, you know, I only, there's only one group that I really am active in yet. There's two others that they're very buzzwordy. Actually, maybe I should do that. Maybe I should go to the entrepreneurs and social media uh, group here and let's just, let's hunt for buzzwords. Stand out from the crowd with target marketing. Target, there's a word. Yeah. Target marketing. Uh, let's see. Making the most of your... Oh, that's pretty good. 
Uh, holiday list gift ideas. No. Uh, Stop using buzzwords. I think yeah. it's so simple. That's Stop my wish. Stop using buzzwords, yeah. But how does someone know it's a buzzword unless they know it's a buzzword? More targeted. Yeah, no, there's more. There's a lot of targeteds here. Target this. Target that. Okay. You have LinkedIn up? I do. Pull up Tommy's profile. Tommy Russo? Yeah. Uh-oh. We're putting you on the spot, no, TR. No, go for it. I, I don't know. It's it's loading. Vamp. Someone vamp. Why are you I, picking I'm, on me? Because I'm Why curious. Is everybody as to... always picking on me? Good Remember vamp. that song? Okay. I like that. <laughs> I'm, I'm asking because I, in thinking about buzzwords, I thought about the headline for my profile, and it's full of buzzwords. And I was curious as to what the headline is describing Tommy. I didn't do a good job. I don't know. Uh, right at the top. What's it say next to his picture? It says President of LNR Productions Inc. All right, he gave his job title. Right. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. What do? Oh well, what's mine? I don't even know what mine is. How do I find mine? Yeah. Profile. Pull, pull your profile up. Okay. See, this is the stuff I absolutely do not do. I go to the groups and then I respond. Well, we're giving our listeners and viewers a, a tutorial. Little LinkedIn a little tutorial. tutorial. There Very you nice. go. Uh, so how I did it is I went to profile. That was fascinating. Excellent. Uh, it says uh, Brian Parker, on-air talent, Chief Horn. Chief Horn? I'm Chief Horn. On Should the horn. add the word dog at the end of that. Mm. Now, pull up mine. Pull up yours. My I profile. will. Contacts. Because. And your name. What is your name? Um, Cook. Mr. Cook. Tim Cook. Nope. No. It's Ken Cook. There we be. Okay. Oh my! Isn't God. that terrible? Isn't it? Read it, please. Ken Cook, passionate advocate for business building through relationships, <laughs> champion for entrepreneurs helping each other. That is just so bad. <sighs> so bad. I must have been on a sugar high when I wrote that one. <laughs> that oh. is just terrible. Four God. four packages of Twinkies. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm hoarding them. <laughs> Actually, I'm hoarding the ringdings. <laughs> you must have had lunch with like Bill Doerr or something. Oh my god, that's terrible, Ken. It is. I know that's terrible. I constantly, but I let me ask myself to change it. Let me ask you a question though. Does does it bring you business? No, never. No. Okay. Just tell the people who you are. It is a president method to communicate. Period. Content. Yeah. Just say president. Peer to peer. Yeah. Owner. Peer to peer. That's what people want there. Just need to tell the story and just do it in plain English. Yeah, you know, I, I learned... I think so, too. I learned pretty quick... Uh, actually, no, I didn't. I learned relatively quickly that... You know what, though? I'll endorse you all for all these special things. Well, thank you very much. Um, put You know, people say, you know, you got to think out of the box. You got to differentiate yourself. I don't think that's what people want when they first meet you. I think people want to... Hey, you know what? I'm going to help you remember me. I'm going to put myself in a box. When you think of Brian Parker, think of online video and audio content. Yeah. Online radio. Netcasting. Okay? Yeah. Think of me that way. Yeah, the best differentiation Not... in the world is definition. Yeah. I mean, and, and if someone else, or or if, you know, someone else would say, well, uh, what, what, what do you do? Uh, financial planner. You got a picture of what that looks like? That's what I do. That's easy. Okay. I mean, we spend billions and billions of billions in, in, in our industry 
telling people about what financial planning is, and then no one wants to use the word financial planner or accountant or business uh, consultant. But that's what people understand. That's the crazy part. Yeah. I mean, just, just go with it. You can differentiate later. So the tip for the LinkedIn profile. Yeah. Put it in English. Clean and simple. Get the creative buzzwords out of there. And by this time next week, mine will be changed. Passionate advocate for building businesses through relationships. Are you going to do that on the plane once you land? No. You should <laughs> okay. do it tonight. You kidding me? If give, he comes give back. Give the man a laptop. Kenny, if he comes back and that's not changed, you and I are going to have a man. good I'm time. I'm in big trouble. Man. You guys are going to have a good time. I'm going to write myself a note. Yes. <laughs> Check Ken's profile. That's right. And you know, it'll sit here. I thought I was going to be the one that was going to be skewered here. Mm. I escaped. Check Ken's you know, the other thing, you said you're going to endorse those skills. That's the crazy thing. Do you get people, notes, messages from LinkedIn, so-and-so just endorsed you for the following skills? Almost every day. And I don't I'm, actually get those. <laughs> Barely no one's endorsing me. But I look at these and I'm thinking, I haven't spoken to this person in like a year. I have a several, I mean, some of the people that endorse me are people oh. that I interact with regularly, but I had one this morning from a guy, I won't mention his name, that I haven't done business with in 20 years. Yeah. Dude, I do have them. I have three, 28, 28 is so, 34. I mean, what, what comes up is that they, they ask you it, that when you're on LinkedIn, will you endorse so-and-so? And I think people are mindlessly just clicking it because LinkedIn they, automatically does that. That's been my experience. So I, I don't, I don't think that you have to look for it. Nobody's ever. I, I've never had that occurrence. Are you serious? On LinkedIn. Yeah, no, it's I, happened I, to me on several occasions. Not all the time when I'm online mm -hmm. on LinkedIn, but on a very regular basis when I'm on. Um, it will, you know, if you call up a, a certain person's profile, oh my, that opportunity will come. I had no Our idea. Our fearless leader There's looks hundreds extremely of confused. I have hundreds of people in door. I didn't know. I didn't think I had any. You're so popular. I had no idea. What are they endorsing you for? Uh, let's see. What's the number one skill? I want to know how to look that up. But broadcast, blogging, voiceover, journalism, editing. Okay, editing. Sure. Um, those repeat a lot. Uh, social media. That's exciting. That's great. Uh, cool. New editor? I don't know what that means. What's a new editor? News editor? Oh, maybe spelling. So are we going to get to the editor? meat of the matter this evening? Yeah, let's evening? get to the... Speaking right. of which... Yeah, we're let's moving do on. Let's do it. How to make yourself go viral. Drink the water down in Cabo San Lucas. That's the way you make yourself go viral. But if you uh, want to do it on the internet... not the one we were going for. But if you want to do it on the internet, we have some good tips for you. Um... You know, there is so much information out there on this. I saw one article which intrigued me about the content. Uh, HubSpot does a blog. Tommy and I both subscribe to it. It's good stuff. Uh, most of the time really it is. Good. Yeah, every, every now and then you get a loser that comes through, but most of it's really good. But they sent a blog post out on how to make your content go viral. So I said, oh, that's interesting. Good points. And then I went over to Google, typed in making content go viral. And I mean, just great stuff. You know, the best one I got was Wiki, the WikiLeaks article on making content go viral. Really? Four pages of rich, chock full of information. What do you mean, the WikiLeaks? The WikiLeaks link on WikiLeaks under how do you make your content go viral, a four-page article on it. Share some little tidbits that they oh, share with you. Oh, it was really good. Um, do you mean Wikipedia? Yeah. 
Okay, WikiLeaks is a very different website. That's where, like, people of, like, political espionage leak state secrets on WikiLeaks, and the guy, Julian Assange, is, like, gotcha. Been running from country to country, trying not to get caught by evil people. Reading too many articles, (laughs) news stories. (laughs) Okay, I am quickly demonstrating my lack of expertise on the web. But I tell you what, if our if one of our podcasts got on WikiLeaks, I bet you it'd go viral. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe you're you're not entirely wrong. We're going to be in Iraq and Afghanistan pretty quickly. (laughs) God, a couple of things that. They just did here. Um, appreciate the varying degrees of going viral, meaning that viral in your niche is probably ten times better than viral for a whole bunch of people that don't even know you or want to pay attention to you. If you can get a hundred percent or ninety percent of your niche interested instead of ten percent of the world, you're probably better off. Makes sense. Yeah. So that one. That was would a, be sorry, Brian. Target marketing. Yeah target viraling um knowing what flows was another tip basically making sure that you touch people emotionally yeah but how you mean i want to know practical things what does that mean touching people emotionally like at some point we got to figure out what's a key like i was thinking about this the other day looking up what's trending on twitter which you can do just by going onto twitter and they, and they tell you and then based on that information that's already out there and spinning and spinning and spinning somehow grab a piece of that and pull it into whatever you're doing so you can throw it back out there so it gets picked up by all these search engines you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so you get this this whirlwind of uh uh you know cancer research okay great how can we tie in uh the business angle of cancer research and then we do a show about cancer research the business side yeah then we throw it back up there try to get caught up by this you know circling excitement that would work as long as our content was good i mean if the content's not good it's not going to go anywhere it's true the content does have to be good we really can't get over that one can we no yeah there's always that yeah but even then what does good mean uh entertaining uh shareable i think is really what it is shareable the wikipedia article content is uh fresh interesting positive possibly a quirky angle connected to the audience you want to reach and you have to be knowledgeable or demonstrate knowledge about the topic that's how they (laughs) forget it we're done huh all right wrap us up (laughs) what are the other things you were saying that there was a whole list of things that you think we should we should do that we don't do well i think one of the things that we do not do, we give a short blurb on the beginning of uh, introducing the show. We do. But we should take either an hot potato news item or the content of the show itself, the discussion items such as viral content. Right. Build a blog around it. Have a blog entry. And with the blog entry, have just great headlines. Headlines that really attract people. You know who does great headlines? Seth Godin. I get his email every day. And it is a blog entry every day. Sometimes it's two sentences. Sometimes it's three paragraphs. But the headline is just so genuine. I just really enjoy his stuff. Um, Other things, creative formats. And we got that because it says, show us. Don't just tell us in written word, but show us in video. And we got that. 
and we got it in audio. Well, what do you think? Well, this is good. So, but you you were think you're thinking of doing a blog entry that's sort of ancillary, but then could link back to hey, by the way, for more great information like this, listen to our podcast. Yeah, is that what you're saying? Yeah, we do a blog. So, entry. do you think we could write up a you know what would be a short article like 500 words? That'd be like. Probably a short article would be 200, 300. So 200 and 300 words. Could each one of us, once a week, take a news item, take a little shot at you know business and say, okay, if our key is how to keep, how to re- uh, get and keep customers. Yeah. Get and keep customers. You know, say like, hey, here's a great example of how these people got or kept some customers, or here's a great example of how these people did not get new customers or lost current you know, customers. Today, so, today's hot potato is a perfect example. I would have written a blog entry about? on Luke and grocery stores and how genuine good news attracts people. I guarantee Are you. Are you more likely to shop here now? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guarantee you if we were able to track the revenue and the traffic in the Luke and grocery stores pre-announcement yeah. of the ESOP and post, that it's grown and they got a lot more traffic, a lot more people coming in. See, and then what you can do is now we have a little piece of content there. Yeah. And we build a library. And we build the library, but now we can now take that little link. Yep. And we can go on to places like LinkedIn and we can search for groups in Wisconsin or North Dakota. Precisely. Join that group and say, hey, we really want to know is this working? Do you guys really. Yeah. Uh, you know, have a feeling of shopping more there because idea. the employees are uh, owners yeah. of this place. I would Here's go, the article that we did on it. And I would take that article, I'd, I'd ship it over to Andrea Obstin because she's a PR, great blogger in the PR world. <clears throat> and I'd ask her, does this make sense as a PR tactic? And I'd engage her, link to her blog. She would link back to ours, be able to embed the video into it so she would have the visual associated she should be a sponsor of this show don't you think yes i yeah she just get five or six thousand right from andrea yeah per week five or six hundred five or six hundred per week per year (laughs) (laughs) maybe she shouldn't be a sponsor maybe not (laughs) okay um but i mean the thing with the content that I really came through for me more than anything else <clears throat> is that it's no different than traditional marketing, except in a different venue. You build a relationship with people. You give them a reason to engage with you. As you just said, Brian, you ask questions, you pose uh, ideas to people and ask them what they think. Okay. All right. So you engage them, you build a relationship with good quality content and you give them an opportunity to respond. I mean, that that basically is marketing. You just engage your audience. I like that. I like that. Do you think you could write two or 300 words, which is not much. This is like, you know, a, a, a short email. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Once a week. So why don't we all dedicate it to like once a week and uh, we'll just get it done. Yeah, we can do that. Okay. And I, I think we become our best advertisement for getting and keeping customers. I really do. Yeah, get and keep. It's kind of what we do around the here. The G&K blog. The G&K. Mm-hmm. I like Fun it. Fun stuff. What's next here? Um, that was the list of, uh, th- well, there was the blogging, for one thing. 
other things. Well, viral <laughs> content gets pushed by influencers. That's the Andrea Obstin approach. Find yeah. any PR yeah. firm, send it to them, and ask them, what do you think? It's interesting. Like, we have uh, some people that we have that I would all, I would obviously consider centers of influence, but sometimes, like, they wane. I'm thinking of uh, our, our friend Bill Kenny, mm-hmm. who I really enjoy talking to. I haven't spoken to him in a while. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I wonder how, I wonder how connected he is. You know, like, there used to be people would glob onto him, and it was like, when Bill talked, people listened. And I'm not sure that's, that's the case anymore. He's still, tr- in, he's trying to find his path. Yeah. So, but I would take, again, back to the Lucan family article. I would go to Fiscal Dynamics website and ask them, tell me about the effectiveness of ESOPs. Or I go to Conan Resnick's and ask Frank Longobardi, tell me oh, about the effectiveness of ESOPs. interesting. I think, didn't they sell out again? Yeah, they what? sold to, uh, they, Haggard and Longobardi sold to J.H. Cohn, who merged with Resnick. Resnick, that's what it was. So I it's Cohn keep... and Resnick and Joe yeah. Torrey. I do a lot of work with uh, John Wohler over there. I just yeah. can't remember what the heck their company's called anymore. But you could take the ESOP article, you could take the PR side article, you could talk about organizational change and go to people in I those like venues. I like it. So there's a lot of And tentacles. now you have, so now what you're using is the influencers are the experts that you're calling upon. Precisely. Who hopefully then push it out to whatever they're. And you include their website or their blog site in the article as oh, a hyperlink. See, this is, now, now there's a whole strategy. So this is how you go viral, eh? That's well. That's if the way. content is good, it is a way to push it out there. Yeah. The other thing that all these articles said is you don't control whether anything goes viral. Yeah. So let me ask you point blank question. Yes, sir. Do we feel that we've got good content? Do Hell we yes. feel that? Do we feel that we've got emotional content? That was well, one every of the first... week. We laugh. We cry. <sighs> we do it all. Okay. Last no, week seriously, we do. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean. I, I'm, I'm, Honestly, I do. Okay. I really do. I think what we talk about here is based on real life experiences. And you know what though? I mean the real the real proof is in the pudding is Oh yeah. How about our yeah. How about our chat room? What do they think? Um uh, okay. Uh oh no, they're talking about the wish list. <laughs> oh, See mind. how good our content is? <laughs> I want a car. <laughs> You're talking about the wish list. Um uh, which you can go to. No. Uh what was I going to say? The uh, no, the proof is really in, in the numbers, which we have seen this huge hockey stick. Yeah, we have. Of, uh, We're of, getting of better and better. So I mean, we've it's been more than tenfold, right? I mean, it's been yeah. huge. So I mean, that that's the real proof. I, you know, when it's just a few, you know, if you have like a handful of people listening, then you know, you you kind of look at everyone's, you know, nuclear family. Okay, your wife and your daughter listened, and your daughter and your wife and your friend listened, and blah 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 so you know there's 10 okay but then you know when you have several hundred people listening all of a sudden you're like all right there's definitely no way i know any of these people you know and then you get up to the thousand and yep. the ten thousand you're like oh okay we're doing this good. is good this is good we're okay now the other thing we have to do when we send it out and this is for anybody i mean we're talking about us here but it really is lessons for anybody that wants viral content ask people specifically what you want them to do with it if we send uh, an entry out to experts our immediate response our immediate request is one we want your opinion which we will share with our world 
And we would appreciate it if you'd share the our thoughts and your response with your world. And make okay. sure they broadcast it or pass it on so it gets shared and it gets out there. That makes a lot of sense. Because if you don't tell them what you want, it's hard for them to figure out what to do with it. I love it. This could be a whole new thing, but this is great stuff. What's another, what's another one? All right, let's see. Leaving room for connection. Ultimately, the ability for conversation take place. Well, I think that would be a great thing that happens automatically in that we ah. you know, throw the stuff up on, uh, we need on the, Facebook. We need to engage Evan because we, we need to link back to our chat room and let people get engaged in that way. Oh, yeah, no, he's all over it. Cool. He kind of doesn't really, you know, he kind of takes the chat room into its own little show, but it's his own little thing. Yeah. The, a, couple of, a couple of the standards are making sure that you nail the headline. So we have to be on point with the headline so it attracts. Uh, and visuals, which we have. That's the easy part. I'm great at getting visuals, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Yes. Richard Branson would agree. <laughs> That was a great, that was a great picture. Everything else we sort of do. I mean, we nice. we do the SEO, we do the um, uh, easy to copy, easy to embed. We've got the Facebook icon, the LinkedIn icons, we got the Twitter icons, etc. For all the social media, so it's but not. Let hard. us know what you think. That, yeah. that's that that's the that's the call to action. Let it really is. It's an engagement process, and I'm. Again, like the headline on my LinkedIn profile, I'm the first to admit that I don't do it well. I'm not very good at engaging people. On I need to do more of that. I'm a firm believer of short and sweet, punchy. Yes. That's often what works. Yeah, I think for headlines that needs to be a little sensationalized because or clever, intriguing because you got to get someone to click on it. But then the content needs to be. Yeah, you know, I don't want to waste your time. I got you to click. <laughs> Here's what I was really trying to say, you know, and bang. But uh, and I think that's the problem a lot with uh, commercials today, is that a lot of times commercials get to the point and you're like, I got no idea what that advertised. I have no idea. It was very well shot, good cinematography. You know, I heard it. Good, good audio. I have no idea what it just advertised. Yeah, which is I think why some things. Like I started doing early, early in my radio career, um, all my clients, I said, screw this thing about, you know, you get a 60-second commercial. After 60 seconds, no one knows what the heck you're talking about anymore or has changed the channel. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to do two 30-second commercials. You're still buying a 60-second, but you're going to make two unique, separate, and distinct 30-second commercials that run back-to-back. Could be the same message, could be a different message, could be a little bit whatever, but it's going to be slightly different angle to tell the same story Mm -hmm. and that's where i started to make people realize that okay we got to get like our message down we can't sit here like the car commercials and they're just like blabbing out numbers and stuff i don't know what the hell you're talking about like a 2009 se 24 7 with no money down and you know like i don't even know what that means yada yada yeah blah 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 exactly you would get you would get more results if you just said mercedes Ford Taurus, mm-hmm. Chevy truck. You know, you would get better results than if you did all these like number, 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 
No doubt about it. Do you guys like in headlines questions? <laughs> That's a TV thing. Is it? For the lower third, they always put like some kind of crazy TV thing. So if you have it on mute, they they turn up the volume like, you know, it's like world exploded last night? Question mark. <laughs> no survivors? Question mark. <laughs> I was thinking, I keep going back to the Lucan article, but uh, the grocery stores. But a question as a headline for a blog entry, is PR effective? Does PR work? Yeah, it's a little too... I don't know. I think... Because the, the answer is, of course it does. You know, good PR, of course it works. Of course it works. Yeah. Well, I think there's a lot of people that would think exactly like you, Brian, but I also think there's a lot of people that don't know the answer and that would click it on to find out what the answer is. Might be, does PR work? Here's one place it does. Right. Or here's one place it doesn't. Like yeah. anything else, it becomes it, if you're going to ask the question, ask it in an intriguing way. True, so, true. So it goes back to that short, sweet, intriguing, you know, sensational. I think at times that works as well. But I think sensational has a way of wearing thin, at least with a certain percentage of the population. Yeah, I so, agree, but I tell you, our biggest blog post was when Jeff Fox got fired. Yeah. And I put it, and I literally just put, you know, Jeff Fox fired for... Inappropriate, inappropriate behavior or something yeah. like that, which was like almost exactly the words from him. You know, oh, yeah. like in 24 hours. Well, let like, me ask you, do you think it was because of his celebrity that it became the biggest yeah. blog post? Oh, yeah. Okay, well, celebrity Absolutely. and schadenfreude. Okay. You know, oh, look at this guy falling down. Ooh, sex scandal. Nice. Yeah. Inappropriate behavior. Someone I know who's on TV. What's this about? him not me yeah. well I've, I've been guilty of inappropriate behavior from time to time so i'll, I'll, I'll put it out on the blog <laughs> and you an internet personality <laughs> that's the great thing about being an internet personality <laughs> well this was good lessons learned absolutely thank you ken this is almost like a staff meeting that works but you know what though that's probably good too and how to get and keep customers yeah you not now you've realized how to get a few more customers yeah tweak your system let the content <laughs> go viral folks that could be the other way to do it tweak your system that could be your other catchphrase oh tweak right. it all right well we're going to close up shop for this week but join us next tuesday at 5 p.m eastern when we will once again be open for business very special thanks to evan richards i almost forgot you we'll see you guys next week bye-bye cheers take care